This is the Tour de France podcast for idiots by idiots with your hosts, Jelly and Mustard, sponsored by Hand Up Gloves. Hello, friends. Hello, friends. Happy Fourth of July. Happy birthday, America. Happy birthday, America. Mustard, it's the 4th of July. Uh, where are you coming from today? We're not together. No, I'm at a, you know, a pool party, as you do on the 4th of July. There'll probably be some fireworks later. I don't know. I don't know if we're going to have time. Um, I hope that uh, you survive the fireworks. I hope you make it through those. Um, yeah, I mean, typically people in America blow their hands off, lose a few fingers, but it's what you do to celebrate America's birthday. Yep, you leave it all on the table for the red, white, and blue. Uh, it's an exciting day for all Americans. Uh, we're celebrating the 4th of July. Uh, as you know, Mustard, um, the, the day in uh, 1776, uh, when uh, I think when Alexander Hamilton first uh, performed on Broadway, I think is the... Yeah, yeah, and he drank a lot of tea or something like that. I, yep. I don't know. It's been a while since my history classes, but... I know and that's yeah. all true. Yep. Um, he, uh, he invented hip hop that day, which is cool. Yeah. Um, One thing I am pretty happy about is that, I mean, this is a little mean, but I know no, no American won the stage today, but no Brit won either. You know, yep. that would have been a little weird on a, our day. Denied. We gave him once again, uh, switching sports here, but we, it's always good to give them the Heisman, the old Brits, give them the, give them the stiff arm. Yeah. Um, interesting day, Mustard, in the race. Um, nothing really to do, I think, other than to, than to just get into it. So um, we, you and I are not masters of history, but we know someone who is. So without further ado, see what I did there. Uh, let's go. Uh, let's go live on a recorded line to Scott Sugar Brandon uh, to read us into today's race. Uh, Sugar, are you there? Bonjour, Jelly and Musty. This is Sugar with your stage preview. Today we start in Dax. It's a flat stage with one category four climb up the Cote de Demieu, and we finish in Nogaro. Au revoir. Okay. Beautiful. Can't ask for more than that. Cote de Demieu uh, was on the menu today, uh, but did not prove to be much of anything. This was um, not a very exciting stage. No, the racers, it was easy for them. You know, they, they had fresh legs at the end, which actually brings us into a whole lot of issues at the end when you have fresh legs. You get a lot of spry guys going for the going for the sprint. Oh yeah, interesting. More more people than would normally be there when the stage yeah. is so chill yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting like, point. Um, that can cause a little more mayhem, and it sure oh. did. So, yeah, yeah. I I think that's a great uh, that's a great bit of analysis, mustard. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a pat on the back for that. I like that. Uh, like where your head's at. Yeah, a lot of guys maybe who wouldn't normally be there gumming up the works uh, in what is a technical finish to begin with that had it thinned out uh, a touch, maybe a little less dangerous, but today was anything but less dangerous. 
Yeah. I mean, to finish in a raceway and an auto track uh, raceway is very unlike any, you know, French road through a town uh, kind of, you know, tight corners, different width of the, uh, you know, what they're used to on the street. So it just, when you're going 45 miles per hour into a, a racetrack, it, it kind of, it, it didn't really allow for the, the teams to set up their typical um, lead out that they normally group together and lead out their sprinters. It kind of went into an every man for himself type of deal real quick. And it yeah. proved to be some mayhem. As it was crazy. Um, the, uh, I think that the, uh, the team at hand up, they've been listening. Um, they, they heard uh, our cries for a little bit more um, budget, a little more resources. We have, um, we have been granted that. Um, and so we, we have some actual live race footage we're going to tap into today, Mustard. Here's a quick uh, just recap of the final call of the stage at the end uh, leading up to the Phillipson uh, win. And this basically the entire race came down to the last couple of seconds of absolute madness. Give it a listen. to fight for the podium another crash behind and it's a rider down this is crazy they're all over the place it's mud in front of paul through the center Phillipson is on his wheel cavendish coming around but he's gonna have to go another crash on the left hand side this is crazy they're all along the road you and now hits the front it's you and up against Phillipson. but jasper phillips uh, proves that he looks like he may well be jasper the master yet again oh man Crash, 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 yeah. crash. Totally, total chaos. He was speaking British, so I really don't know what he was saying, Jelly, but I heard crash. Yeah. Crash, 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 crash. Crash, crash, crash. We can translate that. Uh, we don't need sugar for that translation. No. Um, they were everywhere. The biggest casualty of the crashes, uh, yesterday's fourth fourth place guy, um, Fabio Jakobsen. He, yeah. uh, he, he came out of that with a... With his back looking like um, looking like ground beef, uh, not not a good day yet again for the quick steppers. Um, as as he he gets absolutely shredded, he had a lot to say afterwards, complaining about the stage setup, complaining about how dangerous it was. I get that. Obviously, had he won, he would not have been complaining about it, um, and maybe somebody else would have. So maybe some sour grapes there right after a, a, a nasty crash. Understandable. Uh, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt there, but um, he was nowhere to be seen. Uh, obviously, he was sliding across the the, uh, the ground with everybody else. Um, Cav, you know, he's in the mix still. Gets up into fifth place, I think, today, improving yeah. a bit on yesterday, um, but still not in not close to the front. Um, just yeah. a chaotic day, and it and again, it came as you said, it comes down to one leadout guy for Phillipson. Um, and it's and who is it? Matthew Vanderpool once again. Uh, I believe he might have been, you know, the only lead out guy left at that point. And what a what a lead out guy! Yeah, I mean, yeah. he set him up perfectly once again when there was no one else to be set up. Uh, Phillipson took advantage of it. It was a perfect execution of a sprint. They had it dialed. 
you know, Cavendish was on his own. He reacted, a you know, a second too late. He was kind of bunched up behind a few guys and really couldn't, you know, get in behind some of the other guys going for it and shoot around. It, it got kind of tight there for a second. Uh, I mean, Alexander Kristoff, his lead out, lead out guy. And, and this is where I, you know, can pull your knowledge being a sprinter yourself. And you know how it works in the tour when you're a lead out guy and you peel off for your sprinter to go for the win what do you do when you're going 45 miles per hour and you peel off? I mean, I've never been a lead out man mustard, you know, I'm always the, <laughs> I'm always, I'm always there at the end. So it's, it's difficult for me to, you know, to answer well, that question. Speak. I can answer that for you. Go ahead. That, that last bad crash, uh, I believe it was team Arkea. Um, anyway, Christoph's lead out the guy. Oh, Uno, pulled, Uno, Uno, Uno. Yes. He peeled off uh, to the side and just quit pedaling. Well, there was a sprinter behind him. And so right. that's where he got rear-ended into a barrier going top speed, and which actually you can get relegated um, and, and actually even further DQ'd for, for doing that because it, it is dangerous when you're a lead-out guy and you, or any guy and you peel off when there's a sprint going on and there's other sprinters behind you, you have to really – you can't just hit the brakes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, obviously like that's the nature of it, right? These guys are bailing out and getting out of the way, but like that's made more complicated, right? When this, when the end of the stage looks, looks like this, you know, yes. and it's narrow and it's tight and turny. And I think that's what, if you were to look at the um, Jakobsen complaining a bit, he was, he was alluding to how thin it got, um, how, you know, twisty, tight, technical, you know, there's a difference between technical and poorly laid out, right? Um, this stage maybe seemed to, uh, this might be one that the uh, directors look at tonight over their foie gras and uh, re rethink uh, a stage like that because it was pretty ugly. But uh, aside from all the crashes, it's it's an identical twin almost result-wise uh, as as yesterday, right? You've got the same lead out delivering the same win and the same guys in the top three. Uh, Bauhaus and Caleb Ewan, those two guys were flipped, but they yeah, were yeah, the third out. day. Um, but uh, an absolute uh, Yates brothers of an identical twin stage, which was, you know, just, just, just all that weirdness is back once again. It's like we, like we watched the same race uh, twice today with a little bit more blood. Yeah, it's. I don't think Phillipson's is or is done. No, he's looking fresh as a kitten, and he's got the best lead out man, as it appears to be this year. And everyone's going to really have to dig deep. And Vanderpool seems to be enjoying that role. Um, yeah. I mean, gosh, can you can you think of a better lead-out guy? Uh, I really can't. Um, one of the victims in the uh, debacles today, Cav lost uh, Luis Leon Sanchez. He's out of the race now. I don't know if you saw that. Um, not that he was much of a lead-out man, but it is uh, it is a teammate nonetheless. And not that they were really doing much for Cav, but um, you know, it makes it makes the fairy tale story. A little bit harder, especially given that we're, you know, every day we hit a sprint stage is one less chance for him to uh, close out the close out the, the saga of the 35 wins. 
Yeah, and that's that's going to be it for the sprinters for a while because tomorrow is back to the mountains. And by big mountains, I mean big. Um, we got in tomorrow's stage of around 100 miles, we got an ore category climb that's really long. And if I were a linguist like Sugar from Saudi Daisy, Tennessee, I'd call it a horse category. Mm -hmm. um, but that is out of category. Yeah. It's steep and it's long. Mm -hmm. And we're going to see some some wild things happen tomorrow by the yep. climbers. Yep. And sugar, as he did, uh, as he translated, he did uh, inform us that that does that is horse category, um, which I directly translated. I believe he told told us means hard as crap. Yeah. Um, HC. So know that uh, for our for our rookie listeners out there, um, we're getting into the hardest crap stuff tomorrow and you know on stage five in the pyrenees already that's real early for the big mountains mustard yeah the pyrenees are tough they're you know they're different than the alps they're not the same mountain. they're they're tough different kind of roads they're steep you know not quite as smooth they don't you know as believe they don't believe down there and paving the roads like they do in the alps so smooth and yeah. So it, it well, gets gnarly. It gets gnarly in the Pyrenees. I've been there. I've ridden on some of those Pyrenean climbs. Uh, we'll we'll maybe draw on some personal anecdotes tomorrow when we get into the mountains. But uh, to get us there, mustard, you got a pick for tomorrow. We got big mountains. We're uh, starting in Poe, which I think is always in the always in the tour almost every year. Um, and heading heading up, going up, big mountains. Who you, who do you like? Is it a GC fight? It's a GC fight for sure. Uh, I'm kind of hoping, I don't know if they're going to let him off his leash yet, let him out of his cage, but we might see old well-rested Sepp Koos get up there and do some hard pulling. No doubt. And no doubt. Uh, that'll be fun to see. They need to find a groove. Jumbo Visma needs, uh, needs a, um, a first week defining day, I think. So we'll see what they do tomorrow though. You know, these, these early mountain days can occasionally favor a breakaway you think yeah. there's a shot tomorrow there's a shot that that uh <clears throat> or category climb i think it's around 15 kilometers it's you know the kom on that if you look at the the details and facts uh i think the fastest time is around 47 minutes and it's actually not a guy from the tour hmm. it's a retired pro that did it in a grand fondo race uh last year in 2022 which we're pretty sure we'll see his record broken tomorrow was it the cookie guy no it's not the cookie guy not hand up gloves sponsor no, no not yeah. him it's uh some guy named stefan retired pro 34 okay. years of age he uh the le tap as it's called is a big race big grand fondo race in in france he he set the the Strava KOM last year, mm. uh, beating a lot of pros, and well, he's a for, he's is a former pro. But tomorrow they're going to scoot up that thing. They're yep. going to go hard. Uh, I I think it's going to be a GC contention. I, I think you're going to see Pagacha and and Jonas in there. Mm -hmm. uh, you might see some Pino. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd really like to see Nielsen. Yeah. yeah, I'm going with the dark horse pick. And I'm going to say, obviously, he's going out looking for some big points in the KOMs. He's not a threat to the GC um, at this point. I don't think so. I'm going to say the 5th of July, 
let's give it to her. I'm, I'm going with our boy Nielsen. He's having a day. He's having a blast out there picking up KOM points and throwing yeah. throwing up sign, hand signs and thumbs ups and high fives and devil horns and uh, yeah. he's having a good time with it. Uh, doesn't appear that they got our memo about the shorts though. Um, so we'll see if that changes <laughs> in the big mountains. Um, anything else to add mustard before we head out for today? No, I, I I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go with pudgy card. On my, okay. All right. A great pick. Um, certainly nobody's going to argue with that one. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm going dark horse. I'm, I'm giving it to our boy in the polka dots tomorrow. I think he stays away and, and pulls yeah. it off. Sugar has written in and said he predicts Julian Allie Phillip. Allie oh, Phillip. Julian Allie Phillip. Yeah. That, yeah. That's a good one. He hasn't done much this tour. No. Um, he was kind of, he was there today until he wasn't, but yeah, that's a good yeah. pick. Sugar. Story of their tour. We'll see. Uh, we'll see who's right. Uh, is it the GC? Is it the breakaway? Is it Julian Alley Phillip uh, per sugar? Um, we'll have a lot to discuss tomorrow. It has to be more interesting than the last two days. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. it will be without crashes. If there are, it won't be um, because of barriers and sprints. It'll be because of hairy descents and uh and slippery roads and all that but mustard will we see each other in the pyrenees tomorrow absolutely can't wait punch my ticket i'm on the way i'll see you there hey this has been uh episode five stage four of the tour de france for idiots by idiots presented by hand up uh again head over to handupgloves.com get on some of those uh great american flag uh, apparel that they have happy fourth of july everybody Au revoir, mes amis. Au revoir. À demain.